Hello, and welcome. Can this be our last episode? I'm Bartleby Nehi, and no, Artemis. If anything, this is our first episode. How could this possibly be our first episode? Well, for starters, each moment is like the beginning of a new day. Did you ever think about that? Oh, right, but can't every moment also be the end of an old day? We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space, investigating the supernatural. All things must come to an end eventually, Bartleby. You're listening to Metacosmos. And no, Artemis, this is the beginning of a new Metacosmos. What makes this episode any different? Well, for one, I did some research. Oh, no, not your version of research. No, I mean, I like read scientific, like, journal articles. Really? And how were these scientific studies performed? What? Why does it even matter? Not all studies are made equally. There's different kinds of studies. I thought you just wanted to have cited sources. Well, once we can cite the sources, then we can check the quality of the study. Oh, you are too much. First it's, I want studies. Then you're like, I want credible studies. When is it going to be enough? I'll let you know when I'm satisfied. What is it you studied? What is it you're researching? Okay, well, recently I was mentioning on the show that, like, space and the bottom of the ocean and the human brain are, like, totally unknowns. So they're metaphysical. I guess by your standards, yes. So, today we're doing an episode on recent news in neuroscience. Oh. Yeah, and for starters, Artemis, I think you should be, like, laughing more and using more humor. And why is that? Because humor therapy reduces depression and anxiety symptoms. Well, that does make sense, but this has been proven. Yeah, 29 studies in nine countries. That's a lot of studies. 2,964 participants. See, this is a totally valid study. And who put together this study? Oh, Sarah Henning Stout at Wiley. Wiley? Like the coyote? No, they're like a publisher. Is there any works this publisher puts out that I'd be familiar with? Oh, yeah. They do the series for dummies. What for dummies? Everything for dummies. They do the for dummies books. All the, like, podcasts for dummies. Neuroscience for dummies. Oh. Is that more or less of a valid source? I don't think the dummies have any choice where they get their sources. They just need to get something simplified and brought down to their level. Uh-huh. So, what do you have information about this study? Well... After receiving humor therapy, people with depression and anxiety for various reasons, like people who were sick and were depressed about it, or people who had, like, a lot of stuff going on in their life or were anxious about it, like students, and just old people, young people, they all said that the humor therapy helped them feel better. So they self-reported. Yeah, well, how else were you going to find how they felt? Well, we could measure their serotonin uptake. Sounds complicated, and that's a lot to do across 29 studies. Did these wily people fund these studies? Oh, no, no. It says it's an integrative literature review. Oh, so they read 29 studies and then agreed that the humor helped. Yeah! See, Bartleby, that's why we have to look at these studies carefully. That's called a secondary data analysis or an archival study. They can give us insight, but we can't draw any conclusions from them. There's really not room for many conclusions in science, though, right? A good point. And that brings us to our next study. Turns out... That when you get new information and you have a new thought about something, the chances that you'll reconsider your opinion are, like, really related to what your heart was doing when you first got that information. Excuse me, what now? Yeah, so, like, if your heart is contracting, what's called the systolic state of your heart, um, then you, uh... 
Yeah. So first, I should probably explain, like, like when your heart's going boom, 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 boom. It's like contracting and then relaxing and contracting and relaxing. And Dr. Mariana Von Moore and and Professor Mars Sakaris, they did a study where they found out if you're flashed a picture of somebody's face and you're like, what do you think about this person? If your heart is like contracting when you look at the face, there's a higher chance that you're going to reconsider what you thought about them. Huh. So if your heart was relaxing when you're introduced to new ideas, then you're less likely to be persuaded to change them. The diastolic state? Yeah, probably. I imagine your heart was probably relaxing when I told you about this podcast for the first time. Oh, I don't think that matters at all. My heart's just not in this. Though this study does sound quite interesting. I'd like to look more into it. Yeah, that's what Dr. Von Moore and Professor Takira said, too. They're like, it looks like there's a correlation. We should look into this more. Where was this study performed? Oh, that was at the Royal Holloway University Department of Psychology. Huh. Intriguing. Yeah. So, here's another article for you. What's this one? Regular naps may slow down brain shrinkage. What's that? Well, it turns out we both should be napping more. I'm napping plenty. Okay, well, I should be napping more, because regular naps may slow down brain shrinkage. Oh, that would explain a lot. Totally. Dr. Victoria Garfield from UCL? The University College of London. Yeah. She observed 97 snippets of DNA in 378,932 people. That's a lot of people, and she looked at all of their DNA. Well, she probably had help, but she found out that people who have genetic markers that predispose them to nap more are less likely to have their brain shrink when they get older. What does that even mean? How could she have possibly measured that many brains? What did you say, 378,000? 932, yeah, that many. She couldn't possibly have actually measured their brains. And wouldn't she have to measure their brains before and after the study to make it valid? Well, yeah. So she just measured people's DNA and came up with this conclusion? How did she know their brains were shrinking again? Well, I don't know, but she says that the difference is like a 2.6 to 6.5 years of aging difference. And she said that definitely more research should be done. I hope so. In fact, I have a quote here. Dr. Gartfield added, I hope studies such as this one showing the health benefits of short naps can help reduce any stigma that still exists around daytime napping. Oh, now I see what motivated the study. Yeah, I imagine the deans at UCL are giving Dr. Garfield a hard time. Well, I hope more studies do support Dr. Garfield's need for napping. Agreed. Well then, I think I could use a nap. Are we done? Uh, no, that was just the marinating. I saved the best study for last. If I don't get a nap soon, I'm afraid my brain will start shrinking. So anyways, turns out, brain waves synchronize when you hang out with people. I don't think our brain waves are synchronizing at all. Well, that's just because you just don't go with the flow with me. Well, maybe you're not flowing in the right direction. Perhaps I am the flow and you're just fighting the tide. Well, you know what they say, a surfboard can't ride without a wave. Is that what they say? I just said it. But that's beside the point. This one is like an article in Scientific America. It just came out. And this one has lots of cited sources. It's by Lydia Denworth. And she talked to, like, Wise Hong at UCLA and Fallon Wheatley at Dartmouth. And Fallon's working with two researchers in Budapest. And they're, like, seeing how people's brainwaves synchronize when they tell stories together. And then when they do stories apart. And, like, how they feel about it. Oh, no, another of those studies where they ask them how they feel? 
No, no, they got them in MRI machines while they're doing the stories. So they're just kind of using the how they feel about it as another data point. Oh, that's encouraging. And what did the study say? Oh, um, the, the study's still in process. Like Lydia Denworth, who wrote the article, Lydia was like in the MRI and she was part of the study. Seems a bit premature to write this article before the study's done. No, because there's tons of information already showing that brainwaves are synchronizing. Is there now? Yeah. Because why is Hong at UCLA? They study mice and they've shown that mice will like hang out with each other and their brainwaves will start synchronizing. In mice? Not just mice, like in bats too. Michael Yartsev and Wu Zhang at UC Berkeley. They study bats. Like when bats are like in a room flying around playing with each other, like their brainwaves kind of go into the same exact motions. And it's like how their brains synchronize into socialization. And if they just listen to a recording of bats in another room, the two rooms don't synchronize. They have to be around each other to really get the experience. And it's not just from hanging out. It's from like when people are really close to each other and really good friends and vibing with each other. That's when their brainwaves are in sync. And you and I are super close, so our brainwaves are totally in sync. I don't think this is called being in sync and vibing. Again, it's more of a yin and yang thing with us. We're kind of like pushing and pulling and... No, I'm, I'm pulling and you're pushing. No, it's like a ballet. It's a dance. Have you considered looking for another co-host? I have. But you always end up at the top of the list, Artemis, because you're like the perfect co-host. I wouldn't call this perfect. Oh no, you're totally perfect. Because first of all, you're not as funny as me, so I get to tell more jokes. I take that personally. Your heart seems to always be relaxing when I present new ideas to you, so you've always got like a solid argument against me and rarely agree, and that makes good content. I don't consider it good content at all. Exactly. And you nap enough that your brain doesn't shrink, and that's a great quality about you. And you're like my brother, and I've known you my whole life, so like our brainwaves are totally synchronized. I couldn't disagree more. That's just because your heart was in a diastolic state when you heard that news. And besides, just like Wise Hong's experiment on the mice, it shows that the dominant mice are usually the ones that are like setting the pace for the brainwave sync. And I'm the older brother. It was only by 20 minutes. 20 precious minutes. Where I was all alone and had no one to talk to. It was the worst 20 minutes of my life. Well, this has been the worst 20 minutes of my life. Don't worry, Artemis. We have another episode next week. Or perhaps we won't. So, yeah, we learned so much this week. Mostly things that need to be studied more before they're conclusive. Well, yeah, sure, but I think it's pretty obvious that laughter makes you feel better. And napping keeps your brain fresh. And people who love each other vibe with each other. And I love you, Artemis. I love you too, Bartleby. I know. Like I was saying a few episodes, you can't help who you fall in love with. So you just have to forgive yourself and forgive them. Oh, you were talking about us. I wasn't excluding us, but I was talking about everybody. Because you can't help who you vibe with and who you don't vibe with. It's like when you make eye contact with someone, you stare into their eyes and you both get oxytocin. Because staring into eyes is what makes you feel oxytocin. But some people, you just feel uncomfortable when you stare into their eyes. And if you don't trust somebody, you can't really do that and get oxytocin from them. It's more scary than, like, good feeling. Indeed. And even though you don't want to do this podcast, Artemis? Yes? Somehow we managed to do it, and that's special. Well, it doesn't seem I have a choice. Well, it definitely isn't my favorite you think of it that way, but I don't think that's true. Well, what could I do differently to make this stop? Let's not go down that path. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. 
Metacosmos is produced in association with Humboldt Hot Air. HumboldtHotAir.org. Check out the live stream anytime. For more of the Kinetic Paranormal Society, go to KineticParanormalSociety.com. You can listen to the whole back catalog of Metacosmos and our other show. Nope, nope, stop right there. The Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast with our true life adventures reenacted for your comedic pleasure. I guess somebody should enjoy it, even if I can't. That's the spirit, Artemis. This show is produced by Isaac Bluefoot. Isaac also produces Superman, Son of Al, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. You can listen wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards. Oh, definitely do that. And you can carry them on your person and play with them whenever you want. Totally. Just go to OmenQuestCards.com and get yourself a deck of these beautiful cards with games that you play that no one loses and, like, makes you feel good. Now that's a statement I can support. Yeah. And just think of it this way, Artemis. It's like why we do the show is to tell everyone about Omen Quest cards. Is that why we do it? And to let everyone know that you can support this show and all of these projects by going to patreon.com slash bluefoot. Isaac doesn't know why we do this, but I'm not giving him much of a choice. Oh dear. It's like we're all your hostages. Yeah. If only your Stockholm Syndrome would set in already. What's that supposed to mean? So anyways, yeah! Thanks for listening! Bye-bye! I love you! So you mentioned there's still a way I can make this all stop. None of us choose the sock we're paired with. Oh, just watch me.